Welcome in to another edition of the Top of the Keg Podcast episode. episode 512. Mitch, on the other side of the Zoom, Charlie here with you. We are coming to you live while the draft, NBA draft is happening. We are at pick 21, actually I picked 22 because Brooklyn just picked. We're going to go through pick by pick how it affects the Bucks. We'll talk about you know missed opportunities maybe for the Bucks to get into the first round. We'll see if the Bucks get into the first round before we wrap up. Maybe a little rapid fire check in on the Brewers and anything else going on in the Wisconsin sports world at the tail end, and then I'll pop on myself uh, when the Bucks do in fact uh, pick at pick fifty eight. If the Bucks for some reason get rid of their second round pick, you will not hear from me, and it will just be Mitch and I. So that is how it's going to go. I hope you guys are ready for it. Mitchie, what's up? Happy draft day to you. Happy draft day to you as well. Uh, it's uh, always fun to see what teams do and where they go and what moves are made. And, of course, it's interesting that all these trades get done and these poor guys have to wear hats and gear from the other team like for the rest of the day before these trades become – I don't even know if it's official, but it's right. just – you know, they act like they don't happen. And then like, even, even if teams made a trade like a week ago, like it's still considered proposed yeah. Yeah. and not like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just the way they, the way they have always done it and whatever. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me too much. It, it sucks when it's your team. That like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like someone... when Kevin Porter got drafted by the, by the bucks, technically, even though he never did. Right. Um, and of course, there's the Dirk Nowitzki famous, the infamous Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, they traded Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> and like, no, actually, they never drafted him. No, it just was it just was the stupid NBA. Can Can I ask you? Do you wish the NBA would do free agency first, and the NBA draft would be, let's say, two weeks, let's say after the Fourth of July, maybe? So like that that kind of down period, right? Like right when the All Star break's happening. You could be like, bam, NBA draft on Wednesday, and you'd have a, a, you know, something to talk about that week. Well, that's how the NFL does it, right? Right. So, um, I, I mean, I think it's a little different than the NFL. I think that the NFL, the draft is, you are filling holes, filling yes. needs more than, more than, where the NBA is more, more often than not, just take the best guy available and especially if you're like a top 10 pick you know a top 10 or i guess a bottom 10 finisher yeah. you just need talent and right. i i don't know it, the draft is a little close to the end of the season um but i don't know i think there's it's still it rides off the momentum of the finals and stuff it's kind of kind of good that way i feel like basketball is still fresh in the mind yeah, that's and, a great that's a great point. It it for the casuals, I'm just saying. I mean, it's 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 a little easier. I mean, yeah, football balls, it's, football is 24/7365 top of everyone's mind. Right. So the draft so they they could have four drafts and people would 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 go um people would come themselves. There'd be 100,000 people at, at at this at the Thursday night watching uh Hootie and the Blowfish perform at at, uh, at whatever shithole amphitheater in uh Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> If Mitch they wanted is, to have Mitch is hot. Mitch is hot tonight. <laughs> uh, he's rolling. I don't even man. know where. I, I thought the draft was in. It's in Barclays, right? For yeah, the NBA? it's in Barclays. Yeah. But I thought I, I thought I heard one of the draft guys say that they were 
something about like they said like what are you what are you gonna do to celebrate and he said something about like visiting california like we are so it was like i don't know if he was just i don't know my other guys are 18 years old and right they don't they don't know better like they can't even they can't get, even go out to the clubs tonight like webinyama easily the most eligible bachelor in in new york city tonight like, he is and, and he, like i don't know if you we just can go right yeah, into it and talk sure. about Wemby a little he's yeah. like he he doesn't remind me too much of Giannis in terms of like his Giannis is very naive, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wemby, especially I, I'm sure you listened to Worldwide Windy on Simmons Pod the yep. other day. And I, I guess I guess I hadn't really researched Wembanyama a whole lot. And like it was just interesting to hear that he learned English when he was like twelve. So just like basically or started learning English with like you know, American mannerisms and, and, and right. stuff. Big, big and one mix, moment. big and one mixtape guy and yeah. like, and working well, on like some of the dribbles and all this other stuff and the foot so exercises. It seems, like, it seems like he's got a ton of culture in that, you know, he's, he's been preparing for the, you know, he's not as, you know, un-Americanized, I guess, as, as some guys that are, that are from, you know, across the pond. So he's, this is, it's pretty obvious. And he's like, but he's like really charismatic actually. Like it's compared to like any of these guys, he is a hundred times better in front of a microphone than, than like anyone else that's been drafted so far in this and sure. probably will get drafted. And it's kind of amazing for like someone with, I don't know. He just seems like really relaxed for oh yeah yeah somebody he who's been so hyped. The moment doesn't seem too big for him. And I think that's why people think like the Spurs could be a fringe playoff team with the right guys around him because he just has that. He has the calm presence. You know, he kind of in the Giannis vein, like he, he'll get dunked on and it really is not going to matter. Like he doesn't care. Like that's fine. Right. He'll try, he'll try a blocker shot the next time. And he might get, he might get buried down low by somebody. Like I, I saw a tweet that said that first Giannis shoulder is going to feel like a shotgun to uh, Wemby's chest uh, because it will like Wemby's going to get dominated by Giannis. Maybe a couple years from now might be different, but it, it, I don't agree that he'll, he can stay skinny the entire, his entire career. I know he said that in the media. I don't buy that. I, I think at some point you're going to have to bulk up a little bit. You can't just be a bean, bean pole forever. Um, I think we've seen so many guys have come in skinny, Dwight Howard, uh, Giannis, uh, where they they get bigger, I think even Embiid was Embiid was big, but he wasn't what Embiid is now, and so I think everybody just gets naturally bigger, mm-hmm. and and I do think like he's going to contribute right away. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of Giannis parallels. I think that uh, I guess I can ask you this question, and I'll I'll add mine before I ask. Is I feel like seeing the Spurs and Bucks this year is if the like timing's right and it's don't make sense like kind of almost a must go in terms of at the five form this year do you agree or do you or you think it's well, a little little intense you me and seventeen thousand other people probably i mean oh i know yeah I'm i not, feel like it's, it'll be a it's really gonna tough be ticket. it'll be a really it's tough gonna ticket. be i would think that and we'll see how load management plays into all this right but i would i would think that yes in most cities san antonio game um I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'd go marquee. Maybe though. I mean, you know, Third. I think the Bucks. The buck. The Bucks do just fine by themselves right now with right. attendance. But I mean, regardless, that is one you're going to want to circle on your calendar. Like if you're 
if you're taking if you have season tickets with another buddy or something, I mean, that game has probably gone pretty freaking high, right? In your in your draft of games that you have to have. Oh, absolutely. Think, um, that would just yeah. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be must see. And I, I you know I think I think Giannis would probably have his way, but we'll see. Well, you know, and, and you know, when, I'm curious to see how much taller he is than Giannis. Oh, I, I, yeah. think, I think I think it's a good four or five inches. Right. And but you will know that Giannis will want to want to do something against Wemby. Like, you know, that Giannis is going to want to have a big game like that is something that Anadokounmpo is known to do. Like he's known when those rookies he's playing against, like he made Jabari Smith's life hell in game number two last year. Like he took yeah. him to church and I don't think he's scared to, you know, kind of do that again. Again, if he needs to, with a guy like Wembenyama or a guy like I know he probably won't face had to head against Brandon Miller, second pick for Charlotte, and obviously there was so much back and forth with Brandon Miller and Scoot Woj, King State Kings. We might hate the motherfucker, but the guy's good at his job, and he doubled down. Was like they're taking Brandon Miller, they're taking Brandon Miller. Shams was trying to push this Scoot agenda. It did not work, and Brandon Miller goes to Charlotte, and I. I think I like Scoot a little bit better just because I think he's a, you can trust it. I, I worry like there's, you just have to worry a little bit about Brandon Miller because of the, what happened with the murder thing and what went on with John Moran, Zion Williamson, where some of these guys just do not seem ready for that big stage. And I, I just wonder about that with Brandon Miller. I Brandon Miller's a hell of a fucking player. I just, I worry a little bit about, the kind of the character and sort of what you're building culture wise in, in Charlotte. Yeah. And they have miles bridges too. Right. Um, and LaMelo thing. And LaMelo, like, well, he's, he's, kept a, he's his a nose clean. Too. Yeah. He, like, let's be, let's, let's be, let's call it, let's keep it 100 as yeah. some would say, like, yeah, there was, there's a, there lot was of a video. There was a video I saw of LaMelo ball. It was a, it was a, a montage of him squealing out of spectrum center. Like, you know, or like just, just running red lights and shit like yeah just pulling out of the arena like just stuff like that like they probably all do it but it's like i'm not surprised when i when i saw that so yeah i mean no. with with those two i think a week or two ago on one of our last shows i was i think i i was surprised that you you would assume that scoot was the second pick mm-hmm. and i had assumed for months now that brandon miller was going to be the second pick and then I don't know. Since you said that, I mean, obviously listening to Simmons a lot, he was he is was I've never heard him push for anything more than getting Scoot Henderson drafted as high as possible. And I think I started to kind of buy into it a little bit, um, because partially, like Scoot Scoot doesn't necessarily. Well, I don't know. We can, I guess we can talk about him. Yeah, I, well, we're, we're doing both of them together. I, I don't sure, know. yeah, why don't we do – I mean, yeah, Scoot goes to Portland. I mean, obviously, Brandon Miller has more of the impact on the Bucks if, you know, because Charlotte's in the East. But I don't know – Charlotte's not even a year away from being a year away. They're, like, two years away from being being something, and I don't even know if that's the case. Like, I, I just think Charlotte has so much work to do, and Steve Clifford is not a good coach, probably one of the worst coaches in the NBA. So ownership. I – yeah, new ownership, right? Which will probably and benefit them because totally. yeah. it couldn't couldn't have been much worse. Right. And so, big and big contracts to get off of like Terry Rogier and Gordon Hayward and 
what do you do with those? And like that to me is like there's there's just a lot there with Charlotte where it's there's a long way long process. But back to yeah, the Miller Henderson debate. I, I mean, there were times where I thought Brandon Miller was like I didn't I didn't wouldn't go as far as say I'd take him over Weminyama. But like I, I watched the Brandon Miller Alabama games, right? I know he struggled down the stretch, but I think I think there was just a lot of pressure there and his head was kind of fucked up. And I, I don't think Nate Oates is the best coach for that type of thing. I think Nate Oates just really cares about winning basketball games. That's it. I don't think he really cares about the human element. I think there's a lot of PJ Fleck to Nate Oates. And and so I I I am not surprised that Brandon Miller struggled in that moment. And and I'm not trying to like excuse what happened. I was terrible, but it's like they, better coaches, I think, would have settled their guys down and would have found a way to kind of work with them and, and figure it out versus what what happened with Alabama. So if I'm if I'm a Hornets fan, I'm not necessarily like completely pissed that we took we took Brandon Miller over Scoot. I think you just have to tell yourself like this better fucking work because Charlotte has been snake bitten. I don't know how many times. Yeah, and technically Charlotte taking. Brandon Miller, the positional fit and the positional totally. need is 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 there, um, and I do believe Michael Jordan was signed off on this pick on his way out the door. I think I saw that from Woj, mm-hmm. which you know would probably be something I'd expect. I suppose that they would that they would go with a little more of a fit than than just taking the better player. Uh, you know, again, I I probably saw more of Brandon Miller, but I don't know. From a lot of the stuff I heard about Scoot, it was like this this guy, and you know you see some of the highlights and shit, and it's like he he goes hard, you know. And right. He's Anthony. Like that's that. I mean that that's just a lot of what you want. I mean you can always yeah. outwork people. It, and... He he's an he's an Anthony Edwards type in my opinion. Like that's kind of the guy. Like I don't know if that's exactly a player comp. Like we all like ESPN doesn't do player comps anymore because they got basically memed off the face of this earth. Um, so they don't do them anymore. And but I would I would put Anthony Edwards as like my Scoot Henderson comp in terms of like what kind of impact he could have on a team. And now the big question I think is what do you do with Dame Lillard? Like, do you play Scoot and Dame together? Does Scoot come off the bench? Is this a Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love situation, but a basketball, which is you don't really see that often because there's only there's only so many so many roster spots, right? Um, and so I, I just it's very I'm very curious to sort of see where what what they do. I mean, in your well, opinion, is it is Dame going to ask out or are they going to try to? Are they gonna try to do like a Love Rogers thing, but a basketball edition? I th- that's that's not gonna happen. I can rule that out immediately. I mean, okay, so you don't think it. like you don't think Scooter come do off the bench? No, no, I'm not saying he's gonna like not play, but I'm saying maybe he's like your sixth man, and you're just Scoot leads your second unit, and he is like your sort of heir apparent, and he's you know, part of basically that second year. Maybe I explained that poorly. Um, maybe that. What if they, what if they, what if they trade Anthony Simons and then, yes. And then start both of them. Okay. Then let me ask kind of, you're kind of in the same situation where you just have two, like six, two guys. Right. Do you, do you want to be in the Simons market? If you're a John horse in the Milwaukee Bucks, if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would, um, Good offensive he's, player, 
he would right. he would be he would be able to move Drew to more of an off ball situation, and I just uh, that's assuming that Drew would would still be here. I mean, you, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. They wouldn't want Drew, and I I don't really think they'd want want Chris. I mean, they they could want Chris, but in a sign and trade and bring Middleton over. But I think with Simons, the, you know, he is a bucket getter. You worry a little bit about defense, right? Uh, but I mean, six, three, so Do not exactly a little bit, right? We've, no? we've, well, I mean, we've worried about defense a lot the last five years. Oh, um, so you're saying, fuck it, just offensive prowess and just, I didn't say it. that. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. maybe get, maybe get one guy who's not the greatest defender. If you have Drew Holiday in the backcourt, I think you're fine. Yeah, for you sure. You could have a dog shit offensive point, I don't know, defensive right. point guard and have Drew cover it up and Giannis and Brooke, ideally. Uh, he'd be just fine. Yep. No, I, I, I think that's true. Uh, my guy Omax is going to pick yep. here by Sacramento. Uh, awesome. He's actually going to trade to Dallas per Shams. Uh, so that, that stinks that he has to hang out with Kyrie and, and Luca. But awesome to see Omax, you know, go in the go in the first round. Uh, did not necessarily expect that. Omax, Omax's mom, not not terrible there. Um, it, so yeah, uh, good stuff, good stuff all around there for uh, the, the Marquette kid. And the, but back to back to the Scoot, the Anfrey Simons thing. Yeah, I, I think he would be the guy that you trade. Like you know, someone someone has to go. Someone has to. Someone has to leave that that group, and I think you know Simons would be that one. And it, yeah, the Bucks definitely should have conversations. Just a question of do they have enough assets to bring we home have a, Simons? We have a a, a Woj um, bomb. What's going on? Bomb. It's uh, the Bucks are acquiring the thirty sixth pick in a Let's... deal with the Orlando Magic. Four? That's all we have. All right. All have. Okay. So the Bucks are the Bucks have made the move. Who are we sending? It's gonna be gonna be a minute, so oh yeah. Keep talking. That's uh that's now you're just frozen. I understand. No, no, I'm not frozen. I was I had to I had to get a tweet out. I'm sorry, I should have told you I was getting a tweet out. I apologize. Apologize to the people for for the dead air there. But yeah, I mean, first of all, let's let's talk about that before we move on to, you know, four picks, four and five and six and whatever. Do you think that that is going to be for Grayson Allen? Do you think that's for Bobby? Um, do you think it's, I, for- I don't know. I don't really want to speculate. I mean, we should, we should have it here shortly. I mean, um, I would think <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where he does, he does uh, kind of yeah. trickles in. You right. know his, his uh, right his deep deep throat. It trickles everything in. Right. And, uh, <laughs> he just wants the whole fucking thing. Right. He just wants to you know stretch it out as far as possible. He wants to get a couple tweets out and everything, everything like that. Well, I'm so guessing while- it's it. It literally is coming. He's he's decoding the uh, the uh, the Morse code from from whatever sources he has, and he's tweeting it as it's coming in. So now we all yeah. sit on pins and needles. But if yeah. it if it is obviously the second round pick, I mean, I would assume it's it's one of those guys involved. Yeah. Um, which, you know, training Bobby Portis is a little bit like a Marcus Smart 
type, yeah, type of situation. I would, I would tend to agree. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll have to see, um, that would be, we'll, uh, we'll wait for it. We'll see, we'll see what the, what the pick is or what the move is made and then who the pick is. Uh, we should be still potting when the 36 rolls around. That's, that's great. This is exactly what we wanted, Mitch. We have content galore. Uh, let's talk about the Thompson twins while we wait for this. Um, and you can certainly interrupt me. I, I don't know what to make of these guys. Like very athletic, very good players. Like they yeah. obviously have skill set, but they played in a fucking Mickey Mouse league. They played in like the WEAC. Like I, I, I can't trust that these guys are actually ready to play in the NBA year one. Yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, overtime elite is was what again? Uh, I don't it's even. It's like a G League alternate. Like, yeah, I... it, it was. Wasn't it just some sort of like. Amazon Prime product or something that they started up that they just you know spent money on to, to put some yeah games it was on. it was like a comp it's obviously to compete with the G League um I'm looking it up right now because uh, all I know is yeah it was uh woman I've read heard it was not even less defense being played than in the G League which yes. you know yes. at least the G League is guys that are trying to you know, get back or whatever, have something mm-hmm. on tape, which that's anything, I guess. But at the same time, yeah, this was like a fledgling thing. Um, probably not the most reputable uh, competition. So right. I have a hard time disagreeing with you. I mean, but six, seven rangy guys are, are real hot in the streets. Totally. And, and the younger, the better. Now Amen is the better shooter, right? Than than mm-hmm. the two, right? But I but, believe Asor is a little more, little more athletic, um, and has you know can kind of just has kind of get out of the gym, you know, speed sort of thing. I didn't I didn't think that they would be taken back to back. That didn't seem to be likely based on a lot of the. It seemed to me that the consensus top five was the guys we've discussed: Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. And who who fell, but right. you know, I don't know. You're right. I mean, Houston gets another young guy. You know, yeah, a couple young that's, guys tonight. Yeah, and, that's and the thing. It's like Houston. You know, they, you get I mean, they more. got they got screwed though. I mean, they by their lottery they got screwed. Sure, sure. And, absolutely. Um, you know, you have to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, basically, and you got the best. The fourth pick in a, in a three guy draft, basically. So right, um, and and you have a guy again, and you have a guy who can actually play defense, and they they don't have that. They don't have one guy who is defensively strong, and you have Udoka, who I think that's going to be hell for guys like Kevin Porter, Jalen Green. Like that's not going to be fun. Those first few Udoka practices are going to hit hard for those dudes. I think Eamon Thompson's going to be ready for that. And it's just a matter of will he be NBA ready year one or is he going to be ready year two? Um, you know, the they, Rockets... seem like, they seem like good kids, honestly. Oh, I mean, totally, totally, um, 100%. But still, I mean, they're 19 years old, so. Right, yeah. And I think the Pistons, you know, they have a, they have a lot of guards right now and they're kind of, they're doing the almost the Oklahoma City thing, right, where you're just drafting a lot of the same position, your seed, you're seeing what works. And at some point, you know, you can make a move if you feel yeah. like, all right, 
Jaden Ivy might not be the guy, which I, I don't I don't agree with, but I'm just using it as an example. And then you're like, all right, we're gonna deal Jaden Ivy. That'll elevate Thompson, and then we get a bunch back for Jaden Ivy, and we kind of reset our deck. I I do well, I do like what is, the Pistons are building, even even if the Monty Williams contract is fucking absurd, which doesn't count against the cap. So no, I mean, shockingly, that's fine. But uh, well, like Kid Cunningham, six eight, right? And yep. Alsar Thompson is also like six eight, and Jaden Ivy. I mean, I think size wise, that's fine you know but that is a lot of ball handling for you know a lot of ball hogs so to speak for for one team you know it's going to be you know not to the same level of phoenix but you know three guys who are used to having the ball in their hands and uh yeah it's, it's going to take a while for them to mesh i think because you know Cade weirdly got shut down last year or whatever yeah that heel um, injury you know, which I understand precautionary slash tanking mm-hmm. for one more year, but you know, I haven't played much together and now you throw another, another similar kind of non shooter into the mix. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely going to be a very interesting, interesting scenario. And then we move, we move to the magic and Anthony black, um, John, Hor- find you, Somebody who loves a lanky guard like John John Hammond, not John Horse. I almost said that. Uh, of course, he drafts a, a lanky guy, a rangy guy, very good defender, um, not a great shooter, um, which is interesting, just given Orlando, like Mark Marky Markel Fultz, not a good shooter. Uh, Cole Anthony really, I think, is their only a competent shooting guard. You know, yeah. shooting, you know, guy who could shoot. Um, so I feel like it's an interesting pick, but I also look at what's behind it and I don't know, I feel like if I was Orlando, I would have tried to move out of that six spot and I still think what they took is fine. And I'll, I was high on the magic last year. I will be as high, if not higher on Orlando next season. I feel like they are certainly a playing team fringe six seed next year, uh, depending on what they do in free agency. Yeah, I guess after. It, you know, looking at what ended up getting picked, you're right, between 6 and 11. Seems like kind of a rough stretch in the draft. Right. I mean, you know, and Anthony Black looks like he's like he just got his driver's license. I'll just say <laughs> yeah, that. yeah um, he's he looks like a young gun. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you know, that's that's an interesting idea um, considering. I, but, you know, again, Hammond likes size and uh Orlando will have a similar size starting lineup. I feel like to like what Boston's going to have where it's like, you don't have anyone under like six, five and you're starting yeah. and you're starting a lineup, which I don't know as, as we move, we move further and further. Eventually it's going to be like, is it going to be all six, eight guys? Yeah. Eventually it's just going to be, um, it's just going to be a plethora of six guys. Of, and you're going to have like, guys. Three of them will be virtually the same body type. You'll have one one wiry guy, like point guard, and then you'll have like one Isaiah Stewart beefy guy, right? And that'll be your quote unquote center. Um, so yeah, I mean, I honestly, you know, there is in Bilal Koulibaly went seven. You know, I, I where did he went to the Wizards? 
so yeah, he was, he's a guy that kind of had, had made a rise, uh, and he was 5'11". He was 5'11 as a 16-year-old, and now he's grown to 6'7". You do wonder, like, is there a little bit of some Giannis in the sense of, like, that he's just kind of coming out of nowhere. I'm not saying he's going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo, but with the Wizards who have as long of a timeline as anybody in the NBA right now, I think it's, like, a great, you know, it, because we just talked about this, this area of the draft is not pretty. Take a flyer. If this guy's fucking awesome and we end up talking about Koulibaly as like the fourth best player in the draft and that works out perfectly for the Wizards. Like, why yeah. not? Why not take a flyer in this spot? You know you're going to be bad next year. Why not take a flyer? See if it works. This guy has a ton of time just to fuck up and make mistakes. Like, I don't know. I kind of like it for the Wizards in that respect. I think if the Magic took this pick or even if the Pacers kept the pick, I wouldn't like it as much. Right, and then Indiana does get Jarris Walker. Right, who, you know, I I I would probably have liked at like six, I guess if I if I had to pick. Right, if but you I feel like were in the lottery or something like that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, six eight, two forty, big body, could be somebody that could probably stay in front of a Jason Tatum once in a while. Yeah, um, which would be nice to have on your team when you're a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, but who am I? And <laughs> you know, I, so but Orlando probably didn't need. No, you know, you already have uh, Paolo and and Franz Wagner who are, you know, untouchable to Magic yeah. fans. Yep, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna really. I don't know. I don't know what you would do there, but yeah. Um. So yeah, for the for Indiana though, I mean that's that's a decent pick. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely agree, and I think Jarris Walker will, you know, show himself when you know the Pacers are playing next season. I think the Pacers are another team who could easily be in that playing conversation. You know, they were, they were rolling when when Halbert was healthy. I think the thing with Tyrese Halbert right now is it just seems like he, you're, we're getting like we're one year away from coining uh, Tyrese Halbert as an injury prone guy. I just feel like he's, you know he's more street clothes than he is playing on the court. Maybe that's just eye of the beholder, but I don't think he played in any of the four games against Milwaukee this season. Is that right? Alberton? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think so. Cause no. we played them. MLK day. I remember. Right. I feel like it was yeah. a lot later in the season. Well, yeah. And he was already banged up. So I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then the Jazz just keep adding size. Like, they're going the John Mahan method. Like, they already have Walker Kessler. They already have Laurie Market. And they're like, why not just get another 6'9 guy in Taylor Hendricks? Uh, who I I will say I did not watch a ton of U, UCF basketball uh, this season. Uh, did not make the TV uh, often. Uh, UCF, not a, not a good team. But, I mean, he can defend at 6'9". He shot 42% from three. It's pretty nice. pretty nice option. And if he hits, you could probably say, all right, then we could flip marketing for something else. You know, Danny Ainge, as people say, would trade his mother if he if he could. Um, so, you know, it opens the door to maybe make a move for marketing if Hendricks is good. So I like it for the Jazz. I feel bad for Hendricks that his mom trended for being hot, having her tits out. Um, that's just, you got to hate that. Like that, that has to be, that has to be absolute hell. 
I feel like three quarters of them have. It's just it's just the world we live in now with the draft. I mean, it's just like between, everybody's hoarding. Well, I mean, of course, you know, in the NBA NFL draft, I mean, these guys are are there with their moms or girlfriends, and everybody looks great, and you know, everybody's horny exactly, and it's <laughs> it's easy to to take a screenshot and put it on Twitter and right. just, it, like three quarters of the people that get drafted have some sort of good looking person around. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the world we live in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Still nothing about this Bucks trade. It's starting to piss me oh, off. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitch. We do have that. We do have that. I, I, we have, John Hammond, God bless him. Did us solid. We get the 36 pick. For a 2030 second round pick, will we be alive? I don't know. And cash <laughs> considerations. So that's not who'd you get? Who'd you see that from? Uh, I got that from Underdog. I've seen it. I've seen it everywhere here. So 30 and cash considerations. Okay. I mean, can't beat that. John, you know? so do you think, do you think horse call? called uh john and was like do you really need that 36 pick like do do you really need this is that something you need can we just give you some cash and a, a 2030 pick that you won't even be here for he's like yeah sure and then they made the deal well hey i mean that's again that's what seven years from now yeah for a second round pick and a little bit of scratch uh i can't complain now no. i gotta i gotta sit here and look at some mocks on the uh, <laughs> on the internet as we do this. Oh, that this is to this, figure out what what we're looking at in that this, range. This is gonna end terribly. So while while you're looking up mocks to see who we could get at thirty six, uh, Carson Wallace goes to Oklahoma City in a trade. Casey, uh, excuse me, uh, who already said that I I'll, I will I'll stay out of trouble in Oklahoma. There's not much to do. So hot fucking start. Um, Todd Day asked from Case and Wallace, uh, for those uh-huh. who don't know, you know, Milwaukee. Damn. When Todd Day <laughs> got drafted on a hot mic um, when he was getting interviewed by Team Little, A little different, but, uh, you know, just a little. Todd Day's was a little more uh, straight from the heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Case and Wallace. I mean, it's not like Case and Wallace saying it's a bat. I mean, he's just saying, yeah, Oklahoma kind of stinks. And I don't disagree. I mean, I've heard from multiple people. I've never been to Oklahoma, Mitch, but I've heard from multiple people that Oklahoma stinks out loud. Yeah, I can't imagine that Oklahoma City is all that nice. I mean, it's smaller than Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know. I- I've heard some bad things, but yeah. I hate to do that because people right. talk shit about Milwaukee all the time. Right, yeah, that's th- that's fair. I mean, I do – I do think, you know, in all seriousness, you know, Dallas moving off of Bertans, keep freeing up basically like $17 million, you know, makes them a player now in free agency to be on beyond just Kyrie, right? Um, yeah. They could, they could look at a Chris Middleton. I don't think Chris Middleton has any, any aspirations of leaving, but Dallas could come in and well, say, Hey, he'd, he'd be, he'd be an idiot not to at least, you know, snoop around a little. Right. See what's out there. Right. And and if the Draymond rumors that have been kind of floating around that, you know, this whole master plan of Draymond, Kyrie, and then LeBron next year, 
that Simmons floated out. Yeah. And then now it's just kind of all of a sudden, like it's coming together. And Woj was impassionately talking about uh, fucking Kyrie uh, on the broadcast, you know, licking boots like he usually does for the owners or uh, the agents, excuse me. And like, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's possible that, yeah, Dallas is going to be, you got to worry a little bit, you know, can Mark Cuban like control his fetish with big men? I know he just got Derek Lively, but you know, Brooke Lopez is another guy that I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas, Dallas snoops around because no one loves overpaying big men like Mark Cuban, like Eric Dampier, great example of that among others. Well, and then maybe we'll get a DeAndre Jordan situation where they sign him and then he comes back to his old team. That'd be right. great. Yeah, we just lock him in a room and we're like, Brooke, you got to you got to come back here. Like, you, yeah, can't, you, you ain't can't leaving. Leave. Can't leave. The only thing about Brooke, I, I was going to ask you this. I had said this on the the solo show this week, and we can talk about it now. Like, are you worried at all, as one of the biggest Brooke fans I know, that, like, the new system that Adrian Griffin's running do you think like Brooks going to be the odd man out because maybe Brooke doesn't fit as well as he did with Budenholzer system? Well, of course I'm worried about that. I mean, I I've talked about it in the podcast before that it just, you never know. I mean, he, he works right. so well with, with Bud situation, but you know, Adrian Griffin coached with Nick nurse the last several seasons and, you know, Toronto was allergic to anyone over seven feet. Yep. So it, just to me, it, it, it does seem like kind of an odd marriage mm-hmm. should it be that, but we've seen Brooke transform his, his, uh, his game sure. at least once in his career. Yep. But it's, you know, I am loosely prepared for, for the loss. Yeah. Um, I'll say that and I'm not really expecting it. I will still be upset, but there's a, there's a little bit of me in the back of my head that is, is preparing for, you know, DEFCON one with that and no, course, we'll get yeah. over it. We'll get over yeah. it, but um, yeah, it, yeah. It'll, it'll be for, for the betterment of the team. I'm sure. And I, th- uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think for the picks, I mean, Wallace uh, to OKC is a, a great pick, right? Um, you know, you get a guy who can defend guy who can shoot three and D guy kind of undersized at six, three, uh, technically a point guard. I, I don't know how that works with Shea. Cachet is still going to be your kind of ball dominant, you know, guard, you know, just that Giddy. and Giddy. Right. So do you, is Wall seen as a bench guy, at least for now, do you move off Dort? I know Dort's a little bit bigger. Um, I, I think they, I think they like him a lot. I think that that's, I don't think he's going anywhere. They just signed him to an extension. I, I would, I would for sure get in the Dort market if Dort was available. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's happening. Okay, I just want to I just want to put it out there that I I, but was, I I don't think a lot of stuff would happen and right. it does so right so I I'll just throw it out there that I'm I'm in the Dort market uh it has kind of a tough contract though even though he's twenty he's only twenty four uh, sixteen point five seventeen point seven then but that's gonna it. be a chump change here in about a year yeah so well with that like, eight that's why up, right? that's why like Middleton bless his heart if he if he signs for thirty million a year that's not I mean, gonna be yeah. that bad. Yeah, book Chris Middleton, book for life if he does that. I mean, that's a in the rafters type move for Chris Middleton. Uh, and for just to round out the trade, and then we'll get to to Jet Howard at eleven, Derek Lively to Dallas. I actually kind of like Derek Lively. I know he 
he really couldn't do much offensively. Like he really, all he did was catch lobs, solid defender right off the box. You know what Dallas needs fucking defense. And in having that guy at the rim, it might take some time. I, I do worry that he, I, you never know. Right. But he, he was supposed to be a top, top guy. Didn't exactly live up to that. Is he, is his personality built for Jason Kidd? We've seen Jason Kidd tear apart young personalities that, maybe aren't fully, fully there. I just, I do worry a little bit about that for him just because I, well, it's mostly fuck Jason Kidd, but it's just like, I, I never, I never, it's a guarantee that these young guys will work out with, uh, with Mr. Kidd. Yeah. And with that selection, I, you wonder about would they go after Brooke in that situation? Cause I would think it would take, it would take a multi-year contract. I would think Mm -hmm. to, to get him away. And I don't know. Um, maybe he, you know, that, maybe that's a factor. Maybe Brooke, Brooke stays put or something, or, you know, maybe they don't go after him, but Brooke in theory would be a good, a good selection for, or a good addition for the, for the Mavs. Um, if he so wanted to go to that, that nightmare. Yeah. No. Yeah. No question about it. Again, I don't, I would not want to sign up to willingly play for Luke with Luca and Kyrie. I feel like that's like the late and Jason Kidd for that matter. Like I just, it's just a lot of, a lot of bad. Like, I think Dallas would be near the bottom of places I'd want to play next season. Like if we did a pot, which is actually great summer pod, just pick like locations, like places you want to go versus places you don't want to go and just go all 30. Um, I think Dallas would be in my, my bottom five. Yeah. I mean, with kid Lucas petulant ass. Yep. Ky- Kyrie's goofy ass. Um, yeah, that's um, not great. And Cuban's also, yeah, you know, considered a good owner, and I'm sure the players love him. Right. But I don't know. As the years go by, it's kind of like, you know, he's slowly turning into Jerry Jones. No, for sure, absolutely. Uh, and to round out the eleventh, Jet Howard, probably the worst pick I would say of the like top draft. Like if you're a Bulls fan, like that's the Bulls pick, and they took Jet Howard. Kind of pumped about that, right? Because they, I don't know. I, I, is it just the, you're betting on the pedigree because he's Juwan Howard's kid? But like, he was not great, you know, inside the arc, like, couldn't really score, didn't really, didn't really rebound that well, didn't play that much defense. Like, I don't know. What are, <laughs> what are you really getting from this besides just these Juwan Howard's stat? Or just on yeah, speed. it's just, it's just, it's just potential. You know, I mean, right. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be that. I mean, pedigree struggled. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know much about the guy. To be honest with you, that's fine. There's probably fine. a reason. Let me ask you: or Would you be in the Cole Anthony market if available? Um. Probably because it, it wouldn't take a whole lot to get him. I don't think. No. Um. And you have a. But he, I, I don't know if he's a starter. But do we need Cole Anthony to be a starter? I guess not. Not necessarily. No. Okay. Well. Yeah. I, I would. I just. I mean. I feel like they have a lot of guards. And if you know, would you be in the Markel Fultz? Uh, market? Uh, no. No. I just. It like you can't shoot, and you gotta have people that can shoot to play basketball. Yep. Except for 
you know, and I say that and Giannis can't shoot either. So, I mean, but you can have, you can afford to have one non-shooter, I think in 2023, uh, but much more than that at this point, I don't know if you can. So uh, yeah, I, it, like, I just feel like he's kind of redundant with Drew Holiday. You know, it's just, it doesn't, doesn't do much for me. Cole Anthony. Sure. You know, a little, little smaller, pretty good shooter. I'd be fine with that. Gary Harris, I guess. I feel like I haven't seen the guy play much in the last few years. Right. Since he got traded. He's been hurt quite a bit. Uh, and or, you know, on a tanking team. So, right. yeah, I, Gary, I, I feel like Gary Harris is getting to the point where it's where it's more of the same right. by now. It's, He's like 30 years old. Yeah. Right. And I that think... just, doesn't, just doesn't do much for me either. Right. I, I think Gary Harris has been a guy. He's kind of like a John, like a guard John Collins, where you always throw Gary Harris in a trade. Um, but it's, you know, there's not much like he, he does have a guaranteed, you know, 13, he's a, he's an expiry in this year. So you could take obviously a flyer on Gary Harris and it won't, won't cost much. And it won't, it won't take much to you know get Gary Harris over. But I agree that, it's like what what really is Gary Harris at at this point? Yeah, he's only twenty eight. Going to be twenty nine before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So maybe not as old. Again, that's one of those where what did you give up? I mean, yeah. Do you do you just flip him for Grayson or something like that? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that would be the logical thing, but. Uh, or him for Bobby or something, but God, it's yeah, that nah, him for Bobby. I'm out. I'm out on that. I will not. I will not endorse endorse such things, uh, Mister Mitch. Uh, all right, let's let's continue to run through some names. Uh, so Gray Dick and his suit go to Toronto. Uh, very non-Toronto. I I don't know. I don't <laughs> does not seem like a guy that I I picture as a Raptor. I'm sure, he'll have like 26 points against the Bucks um next year. Can book that, uh, but yeah, he goes to that Raptor team that I I think really is in a weird, a weird sort of identity switch, right? You get a new coach in Darko uh, Rochevich from Memphis, so you don't kind of know what that guy's bringing to the table. Uh, who knows if Fred VanVleet's going to come back? There's rumors he might. You still have Ananobi, you still have Siakam. I just don't know what the Raptors are. I don't know if they're a playoff team. I don't know if they're you know, going to be drafting in the top five or six next year. I just, they're to me, they're probably the most, one of the more like confusing teams that's in the NBA right now. And ones that compete with the Bucks. Yeah. And their roster is kind of weird. So it's like, right. They just, you know, again, they're allergic to guys over 6'10. So yeah. they have a, you know, they're a smaller team. And I, you know, Grady Dick is who would be in front of him in the depth chart. Um, could he start? I don't think he could start out the box. Um, trying to think who that depth, what that depth chart looks like, right? Actually, because I mean that Toronto again, that's Tur- probably gone, right? And it would probably either be Scotty Barnes, but they're just yeah. they they've they've been so positionless that it's hard to right. You're- Gary Trent, Gary Trent would probably move in. So yeah, who's your point guard? I mean, they probably have to get a point guard. 
it's not gonna be Malachi Flynn. I don't think that's gonna oh. be your point card. And an Obi. I forgot about him. Yeah, no, and I think Grady Dick's just a good bench player for you. And you know, you see maybe can you move move Trent to the the but they just have done so many weird things with the total acquisition. And then now there is some talk that Van Vliet might come back. And I don't know. I don't think you run this back. I think running this back is Herb Cole, Herb Cole Bucks-esque. Like, it just seems like they are kind of just, they don't, we, no one knows well, what they are. Especially when they're, they're a 40, low 40s and, you know, for wins type yeah. of team. Right. For, you know, and they just need to trade Siakam and, and move oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they trade Siakam, that's, yeah, it's a, it's a different ballgame. Uh, we'll try to pound through these quicker because the Bucks picks coming up, and you know we're we've hit Jordan Hawkins. I actually I love for New Orleans guy just is an awesome shooter. Uh, just is a knockdown shooter. He's great yeah. in that role. I think if you know the Bucks had a pick in those middle that middle first round, you would have loved. We would have all loved a, a guy like Jordan Hawkins on the Bucks. I think. You know, the Pelicans, I love that roster last year, and it's obviously been a hell of a kind of hell of a hell of a time with it. But um I, I still like that Pelicans roster. I will still have stock in the Pels next season. Jordan Hawkins is a guy I'd love the uh, is the, the type of player I've wanted the Bucks to draft for twenty years now. <laughs> they haven't done it. So Right. Yeah, so that's uh that's there. Is uh James Najee real quick, is he going to the Celtics? Uh, actually, yes. Oh, that sucks. Why? I think he's, you know, big dude, big, big defender, man. Like, I think, you know, there's, there's, that's a, it's a, he's a solid player. He's a, he's a solid, solid player for, and we, we can talk about it later. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. A six, seven foot, 250 guy going basically a Rob Williams replacement. No, thanks, man. That's, you know. That's how you. That's how they deal with the honest inside. Okay, works for me. Is he going to play over? Play over Porzingis? No, probably won't even play this year. So uh, he'll he'll play. All right. All right. Um, let's continue on. Um, sorry, I got distracted. There. Kobe Kobe Buffkin stinks. Yeah, nothing uh, there. Nothing another there. another another under underachieving Michigan guy. Also, Gante George, another guy I would love to have on the Bucks. Can can I say with Bufkin real quick? Does that is that a like a signal they might trade Deont- Deontay Murray? Dejounte Murray? Ah, uh, I don't know. Nineteen years old. I mean, yeah, no, again, that's what are you going to trade trade Dejounte Murray and start Kobe Bufkin? Try to win games? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's no, probably not. I just uh, just asking questions, Mitch. Come on, Deontay Georgia. I like I like Deontay Georgia a lot. Yep. He's another guy, another guy who fell, you know, right. throughout the draft process. That's that happens. All right. The Jazz might be a playoff team next year. Um they're yeah, maybe. They, got a, they got a lot. I like Will Hardy. I don't Chuck, the West is so great now. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know how it's it, I'm, everyone, I'm saying that sarcastic. I know you are, but everyone loves to come themselves to the West. Jalen Hood Shafino. Um I interesting. I, I like him. I I think solid player. I don't know exactly where he fits on that Lakers team. Like, you know, is he again, young guy, is he a day one starter? Probably not. Could he just be a bench guy for for that Lakers team? It's it's always there. And then the fucking heat. Jaime Aquas can't be real quick on uh the the Lakers love their hyphenated last name guys. 
Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Find Jalen Horton Tucker, right? Jalen Hood Safino, and that's probably it. But still, yeah. no. Um, Jalen Pickett to Denver's a nice pick too. Jaime Hawkins, uh, such a heat pick. It hurts. Um, I mean that is wow. pretty... Jalen Pickett, complete player according to ESPN. Uh, he has that's high praise. Jalen Pickett has a massive ass. Like him, him and Jokic, like will probably share pants size. Like he just has a big butt. That's what I can tell you about Jalen Pickett. Um, but Hawkins is so heated, hurts man. Like such yeah. a such. I knew he was gonna go there. I saw him mocked. I'm like motherfucker. Like that first, is first first round pick. I don't know, Jim, but that's fine. I don't care. It's the Heat, man. It's you know they have that they have that cachet. Um, and then Brandon quoted Zimski that I didn't P- write. Pajem Pajemski. The Wisconsin I did, kid. I did not realize he was even a alive. B dra- in the draft, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's a first round pick. C has a hot mom. Um, Talked to him on the phone once at WSSP. Oh, look at that little. Uh, when he was when he was probably, yeah, he was a senior in high school at at uh, St. John's. Did Did you ask him if he got laid with the Jack? No, hair, I just I, I just think? I basically I just got him on the phone. Yeah, yeah, got but, it. Um, um, NBA player. Very cocky, um, you know. Oh, traded, God, yeah. traded one, one white trash. One his dad white tra- seemed his dad seemed like a bit of a buffoon yeah. on TV. Yeah, his dad could have looked more Greenfield. Like, just shut up, dude. Like, such Gary Greenfield out of that guy. Um, well, he, like, he got the classic. He got the classic. What are we getting with your son? He's like a dog. <laughs> you're getting a dog. You know, uh, you're just getting a dog. Uh, he he's a pit bull out there. Uh, just you just see them in those hot Wisconsin summers. They don't talk. They don't talk about how hot our summers are. It's it's not the heat. It's the it's the goddamn humidity. But in all seriousness, though, like that's what how many years in a row now that a Wisconsin kid went yeah. in the first round? I mean, we're it's like four to five years or yeah, right? Because was Patrick Baldwin at the end of the first round last year? Mm-hmm. R- rumors and then Hero was a couple. Right, a couple of years back, but yeah, Giant um, Davis, um, yeah. you know, and so yeah, rumors, rumors close to me though say that yeah, the Warriors with all their Wisconsin guys might actually move to Madison. Um, I've heard that, so we'll see. Yeah, right. We <laughs> we kind of went over Whitmore. Um, obviously fell, had some shaky medicals, wasn't exactly great in the interview room. I think I really like him as a player. I mean, I I like what that. The Rockets are building. I mean, I think with the head coach, with Udoka plus what they have and all their young talent, it would not surprise me if the Rockets are kind of this year or last year's Orlando Magic. And they, they're they not a playoff team, but they're in every game. They beat a team like the Bucs. They beat the Nuggets. They It's not, you know, it's not the last year Rockets at all. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be different. I'm sure there'll be... Again, I don't know if Steven Silas was a really a coach. No. More of a I don't know, babysitter. Yeah. And I think that they'll they'll have they'll have, you know, I think that it, it won't be it won't be playtime there. It won't be it won't oh, be playground yeah. stuff. It'll no, be no, no. It's over. it'll be um they'll be they'll be a, a competitive team, I think. Yeah. But they'll probably still be pretty bad. No question about it. All right, do we want to get dialed in with what the Bucks might do here? With we have three, two picks left, um, or do we want to keep talking through through the first round? 
Uh, if you want to say anything about Omax, feel free. I, yeah, I mean, I again, I feel bad he has to play with Kyrie and 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 Luca, but awesome, awesome that he you know has elevated himself to this level. Uh, he's a he can defend one through four. I'll be curious to see if he can defend some of the bigger guys in you know in the NBA. Um, I think that shot's gonna come. I think he has the the kind of the fortitude to hang with Jason Kidd. I think unlike Lively, I think he's gonna he's gonna be all right there. Um, I think the Mavericks have really set themselves up. I think they they had a pretty solid draft, and then obviously freeing up that money, gaining off that Bertans contract, definitely one of the winners of the night. Uh, thus far. Yeah. Well, you know, they're putting themselves in a situation to, to get better. I mean, obviously what they did last year wasn't, wasn't good enough and they have to start to, you know, put an, a highly competitive team around Luca. Otherwise. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Or yeah. The, Luca's out. the aggregators Luca. are going to, are going to, the dogs are the sharks are circling right now. Right. You're going to have your first, like foreign guy actually leaves. And I, I, I do think Luca would be the guy that would go, honestly. Like, I think that would be the one that I, I could, I could see, I could see on his way out. Ooh. Uh, there were, there were some, some on the, the Twitter that wanted Colby Jones to the two bucks at 36, uh, two way guy comp to Malcolm Brogdon, uh, per KLC. Um, so yeah, high IQ player. <laughs> so obviously, a nice pick for the Hornets. Kind of a, a stabilizer, you know. As we talked about, you know, needing culture fit earlier in this pod, seems like Colby Jones is probably probably what there is. So that's that's off the board from a Bucks perspective. I I can't wait for them to take. Uh, I don't know. Somebody Trist- Tristan Vucevic. Vucevic from Serbia, yeah. Or City Sissoko. Or take a who did play in the G League. Take a flyer but, on Gigi Jackson, who was a top player that reclassified, but is apparently just a complete shithead. Yeah, six nine works for me. G- Amari yeah. ba- Amari Bailey would be kind of nice. Amari Bailey would be a uh, top recruit. Mom dated Drake, um, so that's interesting. Uh, I I also wouldn't hate Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine. Three and D guy, high floor prospect. Uh, that sounds Bochampy. Uh, six six with a seven seven uh, foot wingspan. Uh, I'm I'm in on that. I'm I'm for it. Uh, so uh, Jordan Walsh. Oh yeah. Arkansas. Oh oh, bring back basically Charlie Villanueva reincarnated. Sure. Uh, well, I just just because they outpeacher. That's really that's really. Right. I do also like Andre Jackson, UConn kid. Uh, e. not an Andre Jet, not menace <sighs> of a defender. Mitch is like, I want offense. Get the fuck this. I do not like poor spot. But as but as Rosillo pointed out, you don't have to guard him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a problem. Because if you want to talk, he makes Ben Simmons look like Michael Jordan in terms <laughs> of, I mean, that dude will only does not even look at the basket. Yeah, yeah, it would. It, <laughs> I agree. Uh, it's, it's funny. Doesn't that that doesn't get me real excited? I no. kind of I kind of I was looking at Mox right after I said that before. Right, Strother would have been okay. I would love Strother. I was thought but of I, course he went to Indiana. Strother was a guy. Uh, I think when I was doing like solo pods earlier this week, where I was like, 
I would trade up for Strother if he's around at if he's around forty. Oh, the South the Celtics are trading Colby Jones to the Kings for thirty eight. So I guess that was the Celtics pick, not the Hornets pick. This is where it gets hard to keep track of whose pick is who. We are just it's just musical fucking chairs. Yeah, because every trade every all these picks have been traded three times. And right. Yeah, it's hard. Um, yeah. it really, really, what I don't want is probably anyone that's super undersized, or anyone yeah. that's super, you know, a big center or something. You don't want like Sonogo. That dude was dominant, but <laughs> I just, I just, I just don't know if, like, what is what is his stretch? Like, he can't shoot, you know, beyond. No, you know, he's he's just a post guy, but right. Um, again. Very dominant and is somewhat interesting, but I still think I would still prefer a wing. I mean, Keontae Johnson, right? Um, Kobe Brown, uh, the the Clippers reach for Kobe Brown, yeah, already. So he's out. Isaiah Wong, another name. I I think know, who's who's more of a lead guard. I think. Uh, uh... Traquavion Smith would be sort of your undersized guy. I mean, but a bucket kid from NC State who's six two. Um, like he's just kind of microwave three, sort of like my moment sort of guy. Like, hey, hey, you forget about me. Um, you know, not ex- you know, he's kind of skinny. He's only one sixty. Uh, so he's not he's not very big. But definitely a guy that you could say, "Hey, throw, throw him out there for ten minutes." Kind of a, and, yeah, kind of kind of a Nick Smith light, right? Right, exactly. Or uh, what's his name, Antonio Davis? Yeah, from Detroit Mercy. Yeah. Oh, Antoine Davis. Yeah, I don't think Antoine Davis is getting oh, yeah, drafted. Antoine Davis. Antoine Davis probably going to try to get another year so he can break Pistol Pete's record. <laughs> I think he's petitioning. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Like, he knows he doesn't want to go to, you know, China and play. So, what do you think about – Oh, God. Is anybody falling? I'm just looking at mocks from – Trace Jackson Davis is out there. Yeah. They did did bring Seth Lundy in for a workout. um, And now workouts aren't everything, right? But he can shoot. Like, he is a fucking good, good shooter. Uh. You know, and and Penn he, State played like a. He looks a lot like Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Um, Penn State played a very NBA style, right? Which is interesting. I mean, they shot a ton, and um, I feel like the, I guess at the very least, he wouldn't wouldn't be super out of place in no, in the NBA game from that perspective. Right. Exactly. Um, so we will wait to see who the pick is. I. I do not have Twitter open. Um, I will, I will not get this spoiled. Um, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, could could be a couple minutes here. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Gotta, got, probably got to talk about Wembanyama again. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what Woj is uh, is currently talking about. Uh, he's, you know, trying to sell whatever whatever dream he's uh, he's proposing here. Watching Woj talk is quite funny. In my yeah, Woj. He does I, like the he does like the um 
like the old school news anchor, like kind of rock and lean. Yeah. When he, As like, out of the three guys between Woj, Shefty, and Jeff Passan, Woj is easily the worst on TV out of those three. They're all kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they're are. Not, they're but... not really, like, Passan's like talks really slow. Like, oh, yeah. really slow. Like, I think and... he's. Frankly, he's a good Twitter and a good follow on Twitter. He seems like a pretty funny guy, pretty friendly guy. I don't know, but like, it's almost it's kind of bizarre. Um, does does Passan still tweet? I haven't seen his tweets come up in my feed like at all. I still follow him. It's like okay, yeah, I do follow him, and I don't have him muted. So yeah, he's yeah, uh, and so. And then Schefter is this little 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 weasel. Well, yeah. I mean, we all know this. Oh, apparently. There's a guy playing for the Gators that is basically Otani. Um, that he right. pick okay, is here in. We go. Here we go. Here we go. You're a little ahead of me. Don't ruin my stream. Um, as we used to say back in the day, when Mitch was streaming and we had cable. Andre Jackson Jr. I said, don't ruin it. You were going to find out within three seconds anyway. Oh man! Well, there we go. Another guy who can't shoot. But a fucking fine. Mitch. He is a goddamn dog on defense. Well, we that that is true. We need. He does fill other needs. That's for sure. You're he telling a, me this guy beating the shit out of Jason Tatum for 15 minutes. You're not about that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean that's certainly a. Him, needy fills, no question. Him, him I'm talking not mad. shit to Jimmy Butler, like you know. You think this guy is like that? Yeah, I think he has some dog in him. So okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, national champion this year, uh, part of part of a really, really, really good UConn team. Again, as I just said, though, got to look at the basket once in a while. That's all I ask. Just yeah. Oh, man, I'm is, is is him and Marjan Bojan the same player? No, Marjan's much better offensively. Okay, yeah, that's true. I need I need to see he needs to play more. Oh, um, totally. Yeah, you know Marjan's not 19 years old. It's it's time, and uh, yeah, you know I'll live with it. For a second round pick, I mean, I think he probably had some first round grades, I think, out there, didn't he? Right. Oh, and yeah. And it's, um, again, I got to see what exactly his dimensions are here. Uh, again, um, six, six and a half, something like that. So, uh, he, uh, he's, he, he was a junior, huh? So he's a little older. Yeah. Um, John Fanta, my guy. Um, Andre Jackson Jr. Emphasis on your guy. <laughs> You're not, yeah, you, John Panther freaks you out for some reason. Yeah, he's just kind of weird. <laughs> Andre Jackson Jr. Very, very excited. <laughs> yeah, the guy looks like he has a butt plug up, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Jackson Jr., Giannis Antetokounmpo on the same team is going to be fun to watch. Unbelievable athleticism and explosive, explosiveness. Explosiveness. Explosivism. Uh yeah, for sure. I'm I mean, 
He's got a 91 overall grade on nbadraft.net. Now, yeah, again, not a bucket. Not a bucket at all. But that's okay. They, they've shown the ability to score, and really, clearly the biggest weakness of the team was a, a young wing defender. And, um, you know, I'm fine with it, I guess. Let's let's roll, baby. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's there. Um, and I think, you know, it goes back to kind of the Christian Braun, th- Braun thing a little bit, like getting sure. those win- getting those winning players, getting those guys who know what it's like to already win. Right. And he has it also comes from, you know, Dan Hurley who's pretty hard ass. Like he's not a guy to, to kind of pussyfoot around here. And so I, I think having all of that, you know, really, really sets up nicely. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's there. Hmm. Well, he's going to have to get some shots up. That's for sure. And, yeah. uh, but he's super athletic and great dunker and yeah, let's, let's roll baby. The next Milwaukee buck. And we have another pick coming up yet. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not, you're not hanging out for that one. Um, you are, uh, you, we are at some point going to, uh, to sign you off uh, for, for the day. Um, do you think well, that time you, is coming pretty soon? Unfortunately, do you think that um, I also love that Eric name decided to wake up from his coma to tweet uh, the pick. Good for Eric. Congrats. I, I didn't What's know. What's he supposed to do? I, but I mean, shouldn't you be Inter- interact as a Bucks beat writer? Shouldn't you be trying to find out information on what's going on? Yeah, I guess. I don't That's know. isn't that your job? Like, just real question. Like, like part of your job isn't that? Isn't the draft part of your job? Like all the guys, like Wildy, Demofsky, uh, Schneidman, fucking who else? Bill Huber. Like, aren't those guys like nuts? The you know, it's nuts to butts for for the the NFL draft for three days. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you'd think. Um, just a, I'm just. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just, I'm just asking questions. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to say it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, he's not a full time employee of the Athletic or something at this point. Who knows? I mean, that would. I mean, that would explain things, and then that I would. I would accept that. I think that that's that's Still, at least. Though. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to shit on anybody because, but I don't know. It is the draft. Right. You know, some of these people are, these beat people are, are going nuts. And, uh, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. You, you're right. You make a good case. Right. I'm going to tell people how to live their lives. Also, well, you're right. I mean, I, pre- you're, you're giving the human element. I'm more on the asshole side. The other, the last thing I would say is, even if it's yeah, there's no books content. Like you can still talk about, you know, Brandon Podazinski and uh, and the other guy, uh, Omax. Yeah, the you know, yeah. two guys with Wisconsin ties, where your audience is probably going to care about them and where they get drafted. Well, Andre Jackson had a cool highlight against Long Island University. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going. They're going to be more. There's going to be more. I'm telling you, you're going to sell yourself on Andre Jackson. Um, I, oh, I, I always think, do. You know, uh, yeah. Didn't really like the Marjan pick last year. Um, right. Didn't think that was going to happen. And 
the move up to, to this pick, I guess I was, I had been lulled to sleep and uh, wasn't really necessarily expecting the bucks to move up. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm largely okay with the pick. I think, I think it's pretty good value at 36. Right. And, yeah, and it I, fills a need. So let's go. Yeah. I, I'm in, I'm in on it. Um, I'm excited for it. I guess it's, it's, it comes down to him or Marjan, right? Like, I mean, who's, who's going to win out in the, uh, in the hierarchy, not well, necessarily this year, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Going forward. I, I would I, say, I just, I think body type position, I mean, they're the same thing. I understand that Marjan's a, maybe a little better sh- corner shooter, but um, are either of them a shot creator? Not necessarily. So I think Marjan, I think Marjan, there's time, right? Um, and, you know, Marjan's a little younger. He can still develop some of those things. Um, you will, we'll just sort of have to, we'll just sort of have to see. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Whoa. That's this is it last last couple of things as we kind of wrap up here. So Shams just tweeted as a clutch, which is this hilarious when Shams ever tweets about clutch because he's you know he's a clutch employee too. That Chris Livingston has canceled all seven of his remaining workouts for the NBA draft, revealing he has a draft promise for a team. Update here: Rich Paul began calling teams in the second round and requested them not to take client Chris Livingston. It's believed that Livingston has a set draft spot in the second round. What the fuck? Can you do that? Who cares? <laughs> oh, I guess uh this tweet was from a couple weeks ago or last week. Or yeah, well, no, he weeks. just up he just updated it and yeah. like was like, well, that's yeah. That's my thought is who cares? Yeah, don't take our guy, please. Uh, he's promised to like is the, are the Lakers, like you know, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> that is a, another story for for another time. Uh, but yeah, uh, Andrew Jackson, a member of the Bucks. We'll see see what happens. Otherwise, do you have any other uh, Wisconsin sports thoughts before we ride out? How do you feel about the Brewers and Guardians this weekend? Uh, two teams having pretty similar. I feel like the Brewers are the Guardians of the last decade where they're the best team in a mediocre division. Yeah. So despite, uh, someone's, know, someone called. Like, I, it's unfortunate that I can't make fun of AL Central fans this year because no. No. we are we are the AL Central this year. Right. Um, unless the Reds decide they – I don't know if they play it on Thursday. They didn't. Um, they didn't. They're off, so they're sitting on their what eleven game winning streak. Yeah, they play the Braves uh, tomorrow. Gee, well, then it could end. Yeah, but yeah. You have you have Braves Wade. Kind of weird this year too. You have Wade Miley against Shane Bieber uh, Friday night, and then Saturday afternoon you go Freddie Peralta against I think his name is Tyler Beebe. No, Tanner. Tanner Beebe, who looks a lot like our friend uh, Jordan Caput. Um, and then Sunday you have for the matinee Corbin Burns against Aaron Seaval. Burns, if you remember, oh, pitched a no hitter. Savali, Savali, is it C- Savali? Yeah, nice. Um, so you have you have that going for you, and that means that Burns will not pitch in the four game series against the Mets. So that's nice. Burns won't. Nope, because he'll pitch on on uh, he'll pitch on. 
Sunday, so you won't have Burns for that that series. But we only Burns see got Scherzer. his ass kicked in his last start. So he did, yeah. Big um, big bounce back, big bounce back on deck. He gave for, about uh, six runs and twenty five pitches. Right. It was so quite a quite an epic uh, performance in the first inning from the Diamondbacks. That was. It was. Uh, it was. It was fucking yeah. Yeah, it was the, it was a bad one. It was over before. I just remember started. looking like he had like twenty four pitches and he was still throwing in the first. They already had six runs in. Yeah, I was like, holy, that's usually if you're going to give up, so you'd think that the starter would be at about forty or forty five pitches with that many runs. Right, but they were just they were just uh, ambushing him, and uh, yeah, he'll he'll need to figure it out. But I, been, I will. He's been okay, better. He's been better lately, mostly. And Arizona's kind of a buzzsaw. Right. Oh, Arizona's very good right now. Um, and shows you what you can do with a young roster. I mean, there's nothing to say the Brewers are going to be that in two or three years. I don't see any Corbin Carroll's coming through. Yeah, Jackson Trio, bub. Mm. Yeah, we'll next see. year maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I just will leave. We'll leave you with with this uh, this tweet. I also love Andre Jackson. I wish he could shoot just a little. The idea of surrounding Drew, Chris, and Giannis with an army of havoc causers and chaos agents, e.g., MJB, Jackson, Pat's face, is pretty fun. Pat's face? Yeah. Because he just gets in the face all the time. Shouldn't have to explain that. Oh, to you. yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah there you yeah, go. I didn't didn't yeah. quite pick up on that it's, one. It's late for you, Bubs. I understand. All right. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, yeah. I will update the folks uh, with the last pick. Uh, even if it's a Hugo Bassan uh, type pick, I will be there for you because that's what that's what we provide. Uh, thanks for joining with us. And if for some reason the Bucks trade it, um, we'll uh, we'll then we'll just sign off and we'll see you Monday. But yeah, so either you'll hear me again or um, this will be it. So Mitch, take care of a good one, bud, and uh, we'll see you, see you soon. You too. See you, everybody. And we're back. What's happening? Uh, let's fill you in on the last picks that the Milwaukee Bucks made uh, with Chris Livingston being the 58th pick and then Omari Moore getting a priority two-way from the Milwaukee Bucks. And I actually, I honestly think Moore, is more, <laughs> deserves more attention than Chris Livingston. But we'll start with Livingston because he was actually drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, right at the end of the pod, I was talking to Mitch about how there's this situation where there's a promise made to Chris Livingston and that Chris Livingston is going to go in the second round and that clutch has it secured and Livingston shut down workouts and everything. Well, lo and behold, he shut it down for the Milwaukee Bucks, which is absolutely wild. I didn't think the Milwaukee Bucks and clutch had that good of a relationship. I know that it has been a relationship that has been brewing. I think that that is only a good thing. I think there are situations where you appease agencies and Clutch clearly screwed up here with Chris Levinson. If you read the draft profile on Chris Levinson, Chris Levinson should have went back to school. He, especially because as Sam Vecini pointed out in his excellent draft profile, that you can transfer for free, that you can transfer once. Like if Kentucky wasn't your thing, you could easily get out and try something else. Like he, and he had a ton of talent, like a former five-star guy 
could have easily went anywhere, right? He's from Akron, Ohio, so he could have went to like Ohio State, for example. Let's just say that, or West Virginia, for that matter. Like he could have went to one of those schools and and sort of reestablished himself. And if he had a really good sophomore year, Livingston could have easily been a top, you know, a top first round pick, maybe maybe high second round pick, at least in that top forty five, where you're getting guaranteed money. But instead, Livingston stayed in the draft. And Clutch needed to sort of do it as a make good, and the Milwaukee Bucks oblige. And you can see why the Bucks would oblige. They have a 58th pick, right? It's not that important of a pick. The Milwaukee Bucks were had already taken Andre Jackson, who we talked about earlier in the podcast, and which I'm sure you've listened to already. So I don't need to go over that again. So I think the Bucks came into it with a strategy to say we're going to trade up for to get Andre Jackson. Then we will complete the promise with Clutch because this pick doesn't matter as much. And I think all of us looked at the 58th pick as, all right, you're going to either you're going to either sell the pick to somebody else who needs it, or you're going to take this pick and stash him away in wherever he's playing: Germany, Spain, Greece, Japan, wherever it may be. I don't even know if Japan has a bat. I'm sure Japan has a basketball league, but I don't know if there's there's ballers out in Japan. But that's here nor there. Uh, so, anyways. So with Livingston, they were like, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to accept this. We're going to take you in. And he does have an awesome motor. He, you know, doesn't quit. If you watch the highlights, like the guy is an absolute beast in the paint. He can rebound. He is really, really rock solid. Uh, Pretty, pretty good defensively as well. Uh, But he is a project. He is a complete project. He is a guy that I don't think he's going to be playing a lot of minutes for the Milwaukee Bucks. And if he does, it is in garbage time or it is a day where the Bucks have rested everybody. I think you will see Livingston more in the Wisconsin Herd organization than you will with the Milwaukee Bucks. And that is okay. That is absolutely fine. Uh, he can shoot a little bit from three, but he has a shot that takes forever. So that's a problem. The Bucks have to work on that. Uh, but Livingston could you know, could get there. And I think Vicini points out that, you know, Livingston is probably going to be better with his next team or the team after that. Like it's going to take a while before Livingston really sort of lives out his NBA dream. It's not probably going to be with the Milwaukee Bucks, but maybe we're wrong. And at least the Bucks draft a guy that they can, you know, throw, throw body. I don't think he'll ever play meaningful minutes. So I don't know why I'm saying another guy to throw, you know, in terms of a wing defender, but he does fit that profile of these very powerful wings that can create a lot of problems defensively and do a little bit on the offensive end. As for Amari Moore, Amari Moore is so exciting. Amari Moore is more exciting, I think, than than Livingston, as I mentioned uh, when I started doing this little add-on. Amari Moore is extremely talented. Uh, He is a guy who played on San Jose State, San Jose State was really good last year, uh, was one of my uh, darlings in terms of wagering. Like I, I always looked, the San, San Jose State lines were always thrown off uh, and Omari Moore was a huge part of that. Uh, he is a solid 6'5", he has big hands, he is a, is a strong defender, he has an awesome pull-up game. Those are all the things that you like about Omari Moore. And Omari Moore... Definitely, there is an upside there to to him being successful. Um, he is he is a guy that has what it takes to find his way in the NBA. Um, and I think the Bucks really, 
really struck something here and really thought that he could be he could be a real talent for for the Bucks. Uh, you know, I, I think the the only concern with Moore is he's not that big. Like he's he's kind of a skinny guy. He's a little bit of a beanpole, not necessarily completely filled out. But I, I think that's okay. The Bucks have an awesome training staff. The Bucks can get more into shape, get him ready, ready to roll, and that's that's going to be fine. They'll they will fix that up. I think the fact that he's not going to be the guy is a little interesting. But I, again, I don't know if, how much more will contribute year one. Um, it might be more of a year two thing, maybe even a year three, um, because it's just it takes time, right? These guys need time to develop. Uh, we saw, you know, with Jamal Kane, right? He's been on the heat bench all year. And Jamal Kane, I would imagine, will be a contributor next year. But like, holy shit, Jamal Kane's an actual NBA player, which would be great. You know, another guy in the, you know, the Marquette pipeline. And I wouldn't be surprised if Moore sort of has that same sort of arc, right? Where you don't see much of him, you know, year one, but then you see a lot of him year two. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, Amari Moore is a guy. And it, he has an awesome pull-up game. I mean, if you watch the highlights, he's a huge dunker. He has some awesome, awesome drives to the lane. Uh, the guy can play. And I, I think he is a really solid add by the Milwaukee Bucks. And they now have three guys. When you talk about Jackson, when you talk about Moore, when you talk about Livingston, that are big wings that can defend, that can, that can shoot a little bit, like Jackson withstanding. That's really solid. The Bucs did an awesome job, and they did not have one single pick in the first round. The Bucs only had the 58th pick, and they found a way to get Andre Jackson at 36, Livingston at 58, keep building the relationship with Kulich, and then get a, two, a priority two-way in Amari Moore, who probably should have won in this draft. Like, Amari Moore should have probably been drafted, but he wasn't. And you see this all the time, right? This is the Caleb Martin stuff. This is the Austin Reeves stuff. Vecini even points out in his big board that he hopes Moore gets drafted by a team like the Miami Heat. Well, the Bucks did it. And the Bucks were saying, we're sick and tired of this bullshit. We are not going to let that happen. So really good stuff all around from the Bucks. I don't think that you know the, the pundits will talk about the Bucks as a winner of this draft uh, because they, they don't see it. But I think I, I think it's clear to see that the Bucks did really well here. And I, I wonder what this means for free agency. And maybe that's something we can dive into to Monday, um, which we will be back on Monday and talk about it there. So awesome draft. I love doing this. Uh, Murph and I did this uh, but after the NBA NFL draft. Uh, Mitch and I doing it after the NFL. Make sure you're following along on Mitch Ross MKE. And me, Tabby the Kaga on Twitter, Tabby the Kaga Sports on Instagram and TikTok. All right. Take care. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, we'll see you then. See you. Peace.